Money FM 89.3, best of breakfast. Why it matters on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3 with Adrian Abraham and Lindy Fu. Time now for Why It Matters. Close to 89% of CEOs surveyed in Singapore believe global economic growth will decline over the next 12 months. That's according to a PwC survey. PwC's 26th annual global CEO survey, Singapore findings further reveals that this pessimism is more strongly felt by Singapore business leaders than their global counterparts. And nearly four in ten Singapore CEOs believe that their companies are not viable if they continue on the current path. And joining us on the show today to tell us more about all these findings is Sam Kok Wang, Markets and Financial Services Leader at PwC Singapore. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Good morning, Sam. Globally, this is the most pessimistic that CEOs have been when asked about the global economic growth outlook since PwC began asking this question 12 years ago. What does this tell us? about the challenges Singapore CEOs are seeing? Well, they're facing multiple threats coming their way. We have inflation, we have macroeconomic volatility, we have geopolitical conflicts that's in the air. CEOs are grappling with dealing with this. And on top of that, there's the cyber risk that's always lurking in the background. So CEOs have to think about how to respond to these challenges, uh, including how to be relevant to customers, to suit the customer demands and changing preferences. And on top of it, changing regulations, labor laws, lots of things. The list can go on. It almost sounds too pessimistic. Lynn talked about the challenges, but what else is weighing heavily on the minds of the Singapore CEOs today? They are worried about, obviously, technological disruption and how to be relevant and to have a business model that's suited for the future. With the economic condition being very volatile, to be responsive at all times to the needs of the consumers and the public. Clearly, it's getting harder and more expensive to do business. We talk about inflation and all sorts of challenges. What are Singapore CEOs doing to help their businesses survive and even thrive? Well, cost is of uh, great concern. So most CEOs are focusing on keeping the cost manageable. And costs are broken into two parts, the operating cost as well as the human capital cost. Most are focusing first and foremost on cutting the operating cost. For example, rental, cost of doing business in every other way, uh, before turning to trimming the payroll cost. You know, there's been a lot of news surrounding layoffs, not just in Singapore, but all over the world. Are there still business leaders out there who can cut costs but still keep hold of the people? Well, I think cutting people is really a matter of last resort for most CEOs. As a matter of preference, most are still trying to keep talent and talent is still scarce. They're not really looking at reducing compensation or implementing hiring freeze, in fact, nor reducing their workforce, but looking at increasing the productivity of their workforce and therefore having the right job offering and making sure that it is relevant for roles that are fit for both the employees and employers are important. Areas such as upskilling, employee engagement, empowerment are clearly important as uh, job redesign considerations. So effectively, still focus on keeping the talent, but deploying them to be more productive. Now, four in ten Singapore CEOs have identified that their business may not be economically viable in the next 10 years. What should CEOs be considering in terms of starting their transformation journeys? 
the transformation journey is very broad. The first one is really understanding where their purpose is, how are they relevant to organizations and customers. So in this case, it is always working out what is the value proposition they have mm -hmm. and relevance. And to this extent, they will need to transform how they deliver the business model, making sure they understand the customers, but also changing their cost structure and operating structure. So lots of things to be thinking about doing it differently. And some might even embrace new opportunities presented by climate change, as well as other changes that we see. Sam, you've said that what stood out from this survey is the heightened sense of pessimism. So did it surprise you that, you know, these four in 10 Singapore CEOs have actually identified that their businesses might not be economically viable? Or was that always um, a straightforward point to you? To me, it has always been the case. But I think what is clear is the sense of urgency and agency is much higher at the moment. Um, I think that economic volatility really hits that to the core for most people. And therefore, that sense that is really getting really real it has always been there, but I think it is really feeling real. And we asked the question of being economically viable in the 10 years versus up more than 10 years. And you can see the drift down. I think it's just the pace of change is just so fast. The volatile environment just gets everybody to be rethinking about how they can be relevant. You touched slightly on the climate risk earlier. How serious are CEOs about climate issues? Do they see it as a real threat? That's a very interesting question. I will group it into kind of three groups of CEO. The first group of CEOs that are really impacted by climate change. So they are responding to the cost pressure. Uh, they have to think about supply chain. They have to think about protecting their physical assets. So this group of CEOs are facing it as a real threat and doing something about it. Then there are the other CEOs who are not directly impacted um, in terms of the immediate economic impact, but they know that the trust and being relevant to the society is important. And they would have come up with net zero commitment. They would have implemented processes, measurements, policies, but not gone as far as what we call carbon pricing to price every decision. And then the third group would see climate change as an opportunity, not just cost. So they are looking at investing in climate tech and various other things that Singapore can play a role as a city's hub for climate innovation. So these three groups of CEOs look at it differently. But my main concern is that for climate change to be effective, all of them needs to play a coordinated efforts. And what the CEO survey is telling us is that it is not at the level of consistency that the whole world would like to see. And what are some of the initiatives that they can get themselves involved in to make sure that you know they follow through with these climate issues um i think they would need to look at climate friendly products processes they need to look at giving data enterprise level to reduce uh, emissions mitigating climate risks and also start measuring their scope 3 emission that's really on what everyone can do and to be more open to collaborating with each other to solve the problem there's a lot of um, new knowledge to be acquired ceos can benefit from discussing with each other um, and coming together to form alliances to some of some of these problems. The survey suggests that if organisations are to remain viable in the long term, they must invest, right, to reinvent their businesses, to stay relevant for the future. What areas do you see them investing in or should they be investing in? Good question. Three key areas, the business model, technology and people. So I'll go through each in turn. Mm -hmm. The first one about the business model is really having the right combination of technology and people coming together 
to really reimagine how they can serve their customers. The second one is really technology. Technology in terms of automating processes and systems, deploying technologies such as cloud AI, other advanced technology. ChatGPT has been in the headlines for quite a while, mm -hmm. so that goes to show how relevant they can be. And implementing systems to upskill workforce in priority areas. So these are the technological areas um, that we can focus in on. But as you do that, the risk of cybersecurity increases as well. So companies would need to invest in the defense and to address cyber vulnerabilities. So this is something that uh, CEO need to commit a bigger part of the budget to be relevant, especially in an increasingly geopolitically divided world. Then the third part is really the people. Business innovation is important and ensuring that there's a culture that the people can innovate, but also getting the culture right. So an engaged workforce can make a big difference. And so whether it is in case of them doing more in decision making and being relevant in helping the company spot opportunities and implementing them. So one of the very interesting questions is that uh, we asked the CEO is how engaged are their workforce in the um, decision making? Two in 10 says that the leaders, um, you know, usually make decisions without consulting the CEOs. But actually, we need a lot more of that. So I think the empowerment is really a key part as well. So the three areas, business model, technology and people. Yeah, just pulling up some stats, actually, um, technologically, more than three quarters of organizations uh, say they are investing in automating processes and systems. Singapore is on 89% for that, compared with a global percentage of 76%. Also, in terms of deploying tech, such as cloud AI and other advanced tech, uh, Singapore is at 83% compared to 69%. And finally, implementing systems to upskill their workforce, Singapore is at 78% compared to the global 72%. So what does this tell you from a Singapore's point of view as a business hub heading into the future compared to the rest of the world? I think Singapore is, as a hub city, we are very sensitive to the economic changes. And we also have a very uh, strong government that is very business friendly. So I think the push for these three areas that you mentioned about is a combination of the government, the businesses, and the public coming together to respond. And the CEOs generally feel like in the hub city that they understand a lot more. There's a lot more information and knowledge to help them make some of these decisions, but also the confidence to kind of invest. I think in Singapore, the data is often stronger is because we are very short of natural resources. Technology and talent are the two key resources that we can access to stay competitive. It doesn't surprise me, therefore, that Singapore CEOs are planning to invest in these three areas more than the global counterparts. Lots to talk about, but we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you very much, Sam. We've been speaking to Sam Kok Wing, Markets and Financial Services Leader at PwC Singapore. Thank you for having me. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.